the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine gave me one of these uh, light boxes. He had upgraded to a new light box. You mean for seasonal affective disorder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never once used that thing. I'm going home tonight. I'm plugging that baby in. <laughs> Fire it up. Are you? Seriously. I mm-hmm. need that thing. What? Is this the longest it's been without any sun? Yeah, it's been a really long time, but it's better that it snowed, don't you think? A little bit. It's brighter. I felt better coming downstairs yeah. this morning. When like, I woke oh, up this morning, I thought, yeah. oh, well, that was a pretty, that's a very pretty snow. Yeah, but, but look at that sky. It's like, it feels endless. I, it's been at least a week. Don't you think? It seems like it's been a month. I know that, I'm sure that's not true. It's a long time. But it seems like it's been a month. I'm Gosh. never really bothered much by it. Today, I'm like, I'm a little wacky. I'm Wait. just, I'm blaming that. <laughs> but we have a lot to look forward to, Lexi, then, over just the next saying. two hours. I suppose so. Yes. <laughs> we need some sunshine, do we not? Yes, Turn we on really the sun. do Holy need smokes. some sunshine. But I'm telling you, it's so much better with snow on the ground. You don't think it is? It's okay. Oh, I think it's not a lot. Really. Not I think that it's much. A lot, lot, maybe like ten percent better. I think it's I'm, a lot better. That's what I'm saying. The good news is today's what National Pie Day. Yes, it is. We're going to be discussing pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. different stories on pie. One, Fabulous. One a local story, mm-hmm. and one a national story on the most popular pies ranked in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a survey done by one of the. Who are the frozen pie people? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Field. No, Mrs. Field. No. no. Mm-hmm. You know who I mean. You know what I mean. It's one of those frozen pie companies. Stovers? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour. We've never talked to Lexi about pie before. No, Lexi, do you like pie? I do like pie. And are you talking about Marie Callender, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that lady. That's a very good guess, but that's not who I was talking about. <laughs> Isn't there a Mrs. Is there a lady, Fields? Mrs. No, that's cookies. That's chocolate chip oh, cookies. Oh, you're right. It is chocolate chip cookies. I'll, I mean... It's for late. It's, but it's probably... Fr- I'm not... My brain isn't in the second hour yet. Because it's... There's no sun out there. Right, it's like everything's I'm, upside down. I'm vitamin D deficient. Seriously. Uh, Lexi, what kind of pie? Pumpkin pie. That's pumpkin. why I love Thanksgiving. Pumpkin <laughs> pie. Favorite pie is pumpkin pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple? Uh, not really, honestly. I'm not big <gasps> on apple pie. Cherry? <laughs> I don't like a lot of the fruit pies. Lemon meringue? Mm-mm, absolutely Coconut not. Coconut cream? <laughs> Okay, maybe I don't like pie as much that's as I thought exactly, I did. Exactly, that's the problem now, right there. All of a sudden, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting angry. I'm so heck. sorry. I, I do like a good apple pie, but if I'm going for a pie, it's going to be like a pecan pie or pecan like, pie. or a pumpkin pie for sure. Okay. Does McDonald's still sell those little pie things? Oh, those at least have like the cherry and they the They were apple. like volcanic, hot inside. <laughs> right. Ah! Peach. Remember right? those things? You'd be, you'd be like damaged for months. I used to like those. Like a little pie in a pocket oh, so is what I. it was. Yeah. Oh, or do yeah. they still sell those? Maybe I'll go home, turn the light on, and have a little piece of pie. You think that'll help? <laughs> Couldn't hurt yeah, at know. this point. Holy that's, smokes. That's Nothing point. could hurt at this point. Anyway, news stories for the day. Oh, hey, good news. Tell me. 
Uh, the pie segment is at 4.50, so it's in this hour. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In case you were wondering about that. Yeah. I was a little anxious about the pie segment. It, you know, it wasn't sure. I don't want people to be tuning in in the 5 o'clock hour and just Where's experience pie? extreme disappointment. I mean, I caught the pie segment at the, the, the top of the show. the pie conversation? been waiting. You've been teasing the pie thing all day long. I wish we had, like, could we give away a pie? I wish we knew somebody who had, like, a pie place. Could we dive into that? You know, right? uh, there is that, that let's, not, let's not say their name, but the place that has been uh, giving us pies for, or the, they haven't been giving it to us, what? but someone has been stopping at that particular Oh, that's location. Diane. Yeah. Diane's been doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause that's a very good chocolate pie they have there. Mm-hmm. The cherry pie was delicious. I was disappointed. I had one piece for the Christmas little party, came back the next day. It was all gone. Yeah. But I thought I was doing thing. dibs on that. I know, but it was hiding in the back of the refrigerator. Well, what happened? Sorry. It's Dis- not my fault. Yeah. I mean, but I'm sorry Anyways, to give you that bad news. Right. No pie, no sunshine. It's a Monday edition of the Ride Home. Without further ado, Calf, please give us the top four at four. For Monday, January 23rd, 2023, number one. Monterey Park, California residents in disbelief and incredible sadness after 11 people killed in a mass shooting at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio Saturday night as people were celebrating the Lunar New Year. Many of those at the dance studio were Chinese seniors who were having fun socially dancing at the studio. A Chinese senior is the, I mean, it's, is it's, the guy. So, did you know that there was a 2019 uh, Oscar-nominated documentary about that dance studio? No, no. Called Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. Yeah. The suspect in the shooting was found dead Sunday of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the van he used to flee after being prevented from attacking another dance club, according to authorities who identified him as a 72-year-old man whose motive remains unclear. It's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Speaking of heartbreaking, John, number two, violence among children has soared across the country since 2020, a stark reversal of a decades-long decline in juvenile crime. In the U.S., homicides committed by juveniles acting alone rose 30% in 2020, while those committed by multiple juveniles increased 66%. I mean, we're seeing that right here in Pittsburgh. We sure do, right? daily. The number of killings committed by children under 14. What? The highest in two decades. Police, prosecutors, and community groups, according to an article in today's Wall Street Journal, say that they attribute much of the youth violence to broad disruptions that started with the pandemic and lockdowns. Also, easier access to firearms for juveniles has played a role. The rise of homemade ghost guns and a surge in illegal firearms trafficking. You should read the story in the Wall Street Journal. It's really humbling. Uh, Anyway, there's a story about 14-year-old Kaya Marshall who talks about the changes she saw, John, in her friends in her West Philadelphia neighborhood during COVID. She said her friends became less able to cope with conflict. They were lashing out over really small disputes with less to do. She said a lot of people drifted into social media circles where guns and crime were glamorized. Unbelievable. Number three. And a piece in today's Trib highlights the difficulties the pandemic added to the process of adoption. The biggest factor in the decline of adoptions, apparently, is a drop in birth rates during the initial phase of the pandemic. Mm. While the births declined, the desire for children among prospective adoptive parents didn't. And so there was, you know, there was a lot of people who wanted children and there weren't children to be had. So you can check out that article by Jeff Himmler in the Trib. And number four. 
After horrid reviews and box office bloodbaths, uh, the Razzie Awards have been announced for today. Those in- include Worst Picture and Worst Actor for the Year 2022. See, that always makes me feel bad. I know it does. Because you don't go out of your way to make a bad of film you or, you know, be a bad actor. Yeah. The Golden Raspberry Awards. Mm. They're voted on by roughly a thousand members of moviegoers and those in the film industry mm. to pick what they deem the most dreadful that the cinema had to offer. Mm. The winners will be announced on March 11th, the night before the Oscars. And that is your top four at four. Right. Do you want to know the worst picture nominations? Yeah. Blonde. I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Pinocchio. What? That's a great film. I saw that in the theater. Worst picture. That person's. Good morning. Good morning. M O U R N I N G. I don't know it. I don't either. The King's Daughter. I don't know. And Morbius. I don't know. Okay. Again, I mean, you know, you don't go out of your way to try to make a bad picture, do you? No, of course no. you don't. And the people associate. That's Guillermo del Toro, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. It's a fabulous movie. He, uh, it was also nominated for Worst Remake, Rip Off, or Sequel. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. People are just crazy. I feel bad. Mm hmm. It's easy to be a critic. Of course it's easy it, to be a everyone critic. Everyone can point the finger, right. oh, that's bad, and mm-hmm. then just crush people. Mm-hmm. Like he, I don't think Guillermo del Toro's like, too concerned about the rest. I don't think he probably is. He's not. Okay, a Monday edition. First guest always. We go to the White House. Greg Clugston joins us live next. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or are on prescription medications, you may still qualify for a half million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote right now by visiting termprovider.com. That's termprovider.com or simply call Term Provider at 800-333-1750. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, 
or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-333-1750. That's 800-333-1750. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. There's more classified secrets floating around this country than there are popcorn kernels. <laughs> Greg Cluxon is with us, White House correspondent from SRN News. Greg, welcome back. How are you doing today? Happy Monday. Oh, Greg, can you hear us? No. I can hear you now. Oh, oh great. Terrific. Excellent. Hi, Greg. Nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, good. Hi. Okay. Uh, John made a little joke coming in. Little. Um, I, Small. I, I missed it. It was disappointing. Sorry. It was I'm disapp- not going to say it again. It wasn't that funny. It was disappointing <laughs> you didn't laugh, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, the, po- the point is... Everyone's forgotten what classified means, apparently. What's it I mean, what is going on? Everyone's got classified, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because, uh, you know, this is this is something that the White House thought maybe last week uh, was starting to be tamped down a little bit. Yeah. And then, of course, we learned over the weekend that on Friday, the FBI spent about 13 hours at the president's Wilmington, Delaware residence, his private home, yeah. going through desk drawers, filing cabinets, what have you, and uh, ended up finding and recovering six additional documents that had classified markings. And so uh, we just got back from the uh, hour-long press briefing here at the White House upstairs and uh, dominated, not surprisingly, by more questions about documents, the president's handling or supposed mishandling of these of these papers and documents and uh, the press secretary taking a very firm line in essentially not answering any of the questions oh, and defer referring them to the white house legal counsel um so you understand that the white house counsel is going to be taking uh, you know very specific legal questions but Karine jean-pierre wouldn't even take questions about uh, for example how how has the president demonstrated his seriousness in handling such documents, which he says he takes very seriously, and she simply didn't have an answer. So this is not going away. Uh, it remains to be seen whether there is any sort of legal jeopardy here for the president, but in the meantime, it certainly is a political head- headache for this White House. No doubt, especially coming on the heels of the, you know Donald Trump and uh, his cachet of documents at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, one does not equate the other, which is what, of course, we're hearing, but it has become quickly a political battle, Republicans versus Democrats and missing documents. So I- I'm just kind of curious, Greg, I mean, in looking at whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, it would seem then, if that's the truth about the last two presidents, that most presidents, although I don't know anyone can really sort of answer this question, that most presidents in one form or another are leaving office with some sort of classified documents. That seems to be an open question and a a real possibility, John, in terms of uh, when boxes of papers and documents get scooped up at the end of of a presidential term, uh, they get moved to either a library or at least initially to a, a, an office location or even a personal residence of a then former president. That it's very it's very possible that uh, this has happened in the past that we are simply unaware of have having happened. 
now, having said that, it's interesting because you've got Republicans, of course, and you you mentioned this has become a, a political issue, which it certainly has been, uh, has become. You've got the uh, the Republican chairman of the House Oversight Committee saying they would like to see Secret Service visitor logs at the president's residence. For example, to see uh, in, in Delaware when he spends a weekend there, uh, who's coming to see him? Uh, he, he never stops becoming the president, even though he leaves the White House and goes to his private house. That's the argument that the, uh, the Republican members are saying, saying we want to see uh, who may have uh, had access or influence or, you know, just just kind of piece the, uh, the, uh, the puzzle pieces together here. Of course, there's a political element to that sort of request or demand from the Republican House Oversight uh, Committee as well. So uh, we're, we're not going to, this isn't going to go away anytime soon. And it's also interesting to, to, to learn over the weekend that some of those documents that were recovered last Friday from the president's Delaware home date back not just to his days as vice president, but to his Senate office days, which mm-hmm. goes, of course, back even further. <laughs> Uh, Well, in a moment of sanity, I saw a poll that was released by CBS News this morning saying that over half of Americans had a problem with both Trump and Biden Mm -hmm. handling classified documents poorly. Mm -hmm. So at least we're putting our partisanship aside and saying clearly nobody on either side knows what they're doing with the stuff that matters. Uh, Right. I'm sorry, Kathy. A question along those lines came up at the briefing, a a, a poll saying that the majority of Americans uh, don't think this is obviously a good thing or and uh, unhappy with, uh, you know, Biden's handling of that. And again, that was a question. The White House press secretary, uh, clearly not a legal question, but a a question about trustworthiness, about, uh, you know, that kind of aspect of the presidency. And she didn't bite. Right. I would say that both Biden and Trump should be asked the question, does this spark joy? Because Maria (laughs) Kondo, right, uh, someone... There's just a little too much clutter going on in people's you gotta houses. You've got to clean it out. Does it spark joy? It right. doesn't spark joy for anybody right now, I'll tell you that. What the heck? Now, see, that that's a John Hall comment I can laugh there about. We there we go. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. If all, you can just imagine tonight what you missed earlier. Oh, oh, oh Greg, funny stuff. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, so, uh, now, when Trump's... Uh, when people were digging around, or when the FBI, I shouldn't say people, pe- FBI digging around the closet in uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence, find the classified documents, the Dems are rejoicing, right? They're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is great. We've got this guy. Right, we're finally going to take him down. We're going to pursue charges, all of that. Now that it's come out, all the news about Biden, um, have the Democrats quieted down? Is there just like a lot of silence on the blue side or what's happening? Lots of humility. Yeah, I think there, I think there was uh, initial silence, and uh, we're now starting to hear uh, a little bit more. Like, for example, over the uh, over the weekend on on the Sunday talk shows yesterday, you had somebody like Dick Durbin, who is a veteran, longtime member, Democratic member of the U.S. Senate, and uh, he said that Biden should be embarrassed by this situation. Sure. Yeah. And so there is this criticism that's starting to bubble up among even Democrats because they understand. A political problem for the Democratic White House is potentially a a political problem for them as a party generally and for lawmakers in Congress as well. So they they understand the political uh, potential political ramifications here. But they also know that uh, this is just something they want to have a little bit of distance from uh, as well. Now, they they go on to say some of these Democrats, Durbin and others, uh, saying, look, the White House uh, appears to be and the president is, is cooperating with the 
with the Justice Department, with these FBI searches. That search last Friday, for example, the White House is emphasizing was a consensual agreement between the Justice Department and uh, and President Biden. And, and they draw a distinction between how the National Archives and the Justice Department was able to uh, recover those documents from Mar-a-Lago, uh, which came after a lot of back and forth and refusal by uh, Trump and his team to uh, provide access uh, to that. So they are different situations, but uh, the Democrats are beginning to uh, perk up a little more and uh, share their feelings, and they have been critical in the last 24 hours. Yes. Live from the White House, we're speaking with Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, two years into the Biden administration, it uh, the news is we're hearing that the, a new chief of staff is coming on board. Please tell us about that. Right. Nothing official has been announced by the White House yet, but uh, there have been numerous uh, reports uh, from various news and media organizations uh, and uh, officials uh, who have refused to be named because they're not, you know, uh, allowed to talk about such personnel matters just yet ahead of a, an official announcement. They have confirmed essentially that Ron Klain, who has been the chief of staff for the first two years of the Biden administration, is preparing to leave his post here in the coming weeks. Uh, it is no it is no secret here in Washington that one of the toughest jobs in this city is White House chief of staff. I've heard it described as a meat grinder kind of position. Uh, there, it, there's, uh, there's a lot that uh, goes through that office, as you might imagine, not just dealing with the internal White House staff here at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but then also uh, working with uh, with the Congress on uh, key uh, key pieces of the president's legislation. And so Ron Klain has been a very close and trusted aide. Uh, we're hearing that uh, he simply burned out because it is a kind of job that does burn people out. In fact, uh, lasting two years is longer than the average uh, tenure of a White House chief of staff. So uh, there doesn't appear to be any problem in terms of that. In fact, there's been there's been relatively little turnover of uh, major positions uh, in this administration, including in the president's cabinet. So uh, he has overseen as the White House chief of staff a very cohesive uh, team over the last two years for for Joe Biden. And we're hearing that Jeff Zients, and again, nothing official, but we're hearing that Jeff Zients is uh, going to be the replacement. He's somebody that maybe people remember from a couple of years ago. At the beginning of this administration, he was helping coordinate the administration's response uh, to COVID-19 and getting shots in arms and, and all of that. So he is somebody who has uh, been a part of this administration, and the president apparently has selected him to follow Ron Klain. Very good. I mean, the good news is once you uh, send to the White House chief of staff and you do, uh, go through the two years of burnout, you will now go into some sort of you know corporate or think tank oh, yeah. position and life will be much better. Possibly. Uh, Ron Klain has been in and out of uh, past administrations, Democratic administrations. And so, yeah, he, he may, in fact, go back to, uh, you know, a private sector position. And uh, what what lies ahead for him, we don't know. And we're still waiting for that official announcement. Oh, I see. All right. He'll probably land pretty well. Um, Greg, before you leave us, let's talk about the debt limit battle in Congress. I mean, so the, credit the, card. right. The, not my personal debt limit. Um, the uh, the numbers used to be, you know, reserved for, you know, astronomers to discuss huge, you know... Trillions and trillions. Yeah, but now we're talking about it with money. Um, talk about where we are with this and what people on both sides of the aisle are saying. So you have Republicans, especially on the House side now, with, uh, with the new majority, very slim majority, and the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, saying that uh, they are not going to agree to vote in favor of increasing the debt ceiling, the debt limit uh, in this country, unless there are some trade-offs and some, some other budgetary moves uh, to reduce spending. 
What's interesting is that the three times this issue came up during the Trump administration, uh, Republicans and Democrats in a bipartisan way voted three times without conditions to increase the debt ceiling uh, during, uh, as I mentioned, during Trump's administration. And now with Republicans in control of the House, uh, McCarthy and his team, they're simply saying uh, we're, we're not going to uh, play by those same rules. The White House says this is non-negotiable. We're talking about, uh, you know, the uh, the credibility of the United States financial system. And also this discussion uh, often uh, leaves out what the definition of the debt ceiling or the debt limit is. This uh, this limit, we have reached our limit as of last Thursday as a country. Uh, the obligations that have already been made in terms of expenditures by the by the federal government. And so a, a lot of people, when they hear this argument, they think, oh, Congress simply wants to uh, to spend more money. And while that's typically true in budget uh, in budget negotiations, this is just simply to um, to cover what has already been obligated by the federal government. It's not specifically new funding. And so that's going to be an ongoing back and forth. And even though we reached this, apparently we've reached our limit as of late last week, the Treasury Department says that they can take some extraordinary steps and uh, budgetary moves uh, to delay any sort of default by the United States for several weeks, if not several months. So my guess is this is going to stretch into the spring, maybe the summer, before there's any sort of resolution. Interesting. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, so they say. That's right. Yes, Greg, before you leave us, uh, might you have any George Santos uh, tidbit? Well, um, besides uh, his fondness of wearing sweaters, I guess, uh, up on Capitol Hill, uh, this is something that Republicans, you know, we were talking earlier about, hey, hey, are Democrats, are they speaking up about, you know, Biden and his classified documents? And we're hearing from a few of them. And there's been a lot of silence from Republican leadership about uh, Santos and the mm-hmm. fabrications, if not outright lies, about his uh, his past work history and other matters as he was running for and, and, and winning his congressional seat in the House. And uh, here he is, a member of Congress, assigned to a couple of committees. There are some Republicans now starting to speak out about it here in Washington, as well as back in his home district in New York. Yeah. And uh, this is sort of a, I mean, it's its become sort of a punchline here, but mm-hmm. uh, it does raise kind of some serious, serious questions about, you know, representatives in the member in, right. in the uh, U.S. Congress. And integrity. Right, right. Yeah. And the fact that he misrepresented himself to the to yeah. his bosses, yeah. you know, the people who elected him. What the heck? The so, heck of a story. All right. Let's end on a happy note, though. I don't know if it is a happy note, but uh, we haven't seen the sun here in Pittsburgh, Greg, in about two two weeks. Yeah, probably two weeks. Oh, Seriously, boy. no exaggeration. Yeah, we're not even kidding. And so John's considering buying a light box just so he can <laughs> increase his vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a light box, Greg? And do you have any recommendation for John? Well, no, I've never used one. I know what they are, and I know that uh, it does provide comfort mm-hmm. and help for people who, especially this time of year in the winter, who right. uh, who might live in locations where they really do need that. Need a little something. Uh, so I, yeah, so, I can't so you, give any brand name rec- recommendations, but um, but you'd endorse. You know, I'd avoid. You'd I'd endorse, avoid the tanning booth, though. Yeah, the tanning booth. Okay, but you would endorse John's pursuance <laughs> of such a thing. Sure, I don't. I don't, I don't see any. I don't see any downfall there. Thank Unless you, Kathy, you can point something out. Yeah. Well, I haven't thought of anything yet, but I'm certainly going to yeah. give it my best shot. Just kind of moody. Hour. That's all. Just you know, avoid the moodiness of John. That's all. That's what she's saying. I, think it'd be better I, for I would all think of that would improve. Yeah, yeah I would hope program. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being game. We appreciate your update on uh, the goings on in the nation's capital. Thanks so much. Good to talk yeah, to you. You Greg. bet. Take Bye. care. Bye. Our pleasure. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information by Greg and Salem Radio Network, WordFM.com. Greg Clugston. 
The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising healthcare costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence, and it's yours free with one call. Don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement. This little-known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40%. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement by Josh Melberg, call now. Call 800-337-8051. That's 800-337-8051. 800-337-8051. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Halgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to christianheadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Mostly cloudy tonight and tomorrow. Tonight's low 27. Tomorrow's high 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. A little snow late accumulating a coating to an inch. Low 29. Cloudy skies Wednesday with snow accumulating 1 to 2 inches. Changing to rain in the morning. Followed by a little rain in the afternoon. Storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches. The high 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Great story. This is a really great story. An oil painting covered in bird droppings found in an upstate New York shed is a rare piece of art expected to fetch $3 million at a Sotheby sale next week. The painting, which depicts a bearded older man sitting nude on a stool, say what you will, has been identified as a live study by the famed 17th century Flemish painter Anthony Van Dyck. 
The sketch, which is believed to date back to between 1615 and 1618, was a study for Van Dyke's painting, St. Jerome with an Angel. A part-time art collector, Albert D. Roberts, who recognized the importance of the painting, found it in a farm shed in Kinderhook, New York, in the late 20th century. He bought the piece for $600, and uh, he says he describes his collection, I know people like this, describes his collection as an orphanage for lost art that has suffered from neglect. Mm. He had displayed the painting in what he described as its pristine condition. It happens to include bird droppings on the back. Um, the museum in Netherland uh, has later shown the painting alongside St. Jerome with an angel. So there's the work in progress, the study. So that's in the museum right now? Yeah. Oh, what museum? In uh, the, it's in the Netherlands. In the Rijksmuseum? It Rijks is uh, the Museum Voijamas. Oh, don't know it. Uh, in uh, Rotterdam. Okay. So... Uh, the painting, which is nearly three feet tall, is one of only two of Van Dyke's live studies of such a scale that has survived. They weren't meant to be exhibited. Uh, the artist would often keep them in the studio to refer back as he was finishing with his finished product. The estate is selling the painting next Thursday. A portion of the proceeds will go to the Albert B. Roberts Foundation, which provides financial support to artists, other creatives, and charities. That's an incredible story. I love it. That is an incredible story. What's it doing in a shed? I have no idea. There's something about, you know, the oddity of an older man naked. Probably someone was like, oh, that's scandalous. Let's get rid of it, and we'll hide it away somewhere. Look how many, there are a lot of well, moods and throughout the history of art. But it came to America. How did it get here? I, don't, I have from no idea. From the Netherlands. It's so weird. 1615. Very interesting. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, to raise God's signal high to the nations. But the methods of bringing Christ to people and people to Christ have changed. We can't wait to share with you how Cornerstone Television is shifting in this season. Please join us for five special nights of inspirational messages, anointed worship, and an exciting call to get involved. Watch Visions of Hope with special guests Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Dr. Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. We're casting our vision for 2023, including plans to reach the next generation with the hope of Jesus. Tune in for Visions of Hope, January 23rd through 27th at 8 p.m., only on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. You can also watch our channels online 24-7 at ctvn.org. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over limit charges and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my business 
bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now, I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. is hard is that an understatement of the year marriage is just hard yep dorothy latell greco is back with us she's a writer and a photographer author of making marriage dorothy and her husband lead marriage workshops retreats speakers at conferences nationwide and they've been helping couples with healthy marriages for 25 years dorothy welcome back to the show how you doing i'm doing great how are you both we're good we're happy that you're with us thank you Dorothy, there's been a lot of conversation uh, I've seen in uh, mainstream media over the last, I don't know, six months about marriage. There was a, a big story that was done in the Wall Street Journal about why it is that uh, couples that are together, not married, but cohabitating, so living in the same space, are so much less financially secure than uh, people who are the same age, have the same jobs, but are married. Um, and I, I was surprised how deeply the Wall Street Journal went into this story. It was like a, um, it was kind of a, uh, an, a personal, uh, attempt, uh, to meet with a, a maybe 30-ish woman, 30-ish man who had decided not to marry for reasons that they didn't really get into and how upset they were that their friends who had gotten married, who were their same age, were quote unquote, in financial terms, so much further ahead. Um, so, Money's just a part of it. Um, but why is it that people who marry and people who cohabitate or people who don't marry are in different positions? Gosh, I'm sorry to say that I did not read that article. That was right. super helpful. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's just one of the things I've read that just means that marriage is still in the conversation in America. Yes. I, I can't say for sure why it is that people who are married would have better or more robust financial security, but maybe there's a greater level of trust. You know, maybe they're talking more about their finances and how to plan for future where somebody who's cohabitating, again, this is just conjecture here, um, they might be a little more free with their finances and a little less uh, concerned about what that would look like to save together, to um, think about how their finances could come together and benefit them in a greater way. Because, again, there's just a, the commitment is there. So in today's world, and uh, it's so difficult, marriage goes back, of course, the, since Adam and Eve, it's still a very difficult thing to, to process through. And in a recent piece that you wrote, uh, Dorothy, you talk about the original marriage and Adam and Eve, there they were, living in uh, splendor and abundance, but still they turned against each other and turned against God. 
Yes, and I have always been so perplexed by that. You know, um, as I write in that article, you know, they had everything. Every All of their needs were provided for. They didn't have monthly rent. They didn't have taxes. They had no scars coming into their marriage, so they weren't in therapy. Um, why was it that they couldn't trust the Lord and trust his goodness? Yeah. But to some extent, that's the struggle we all have, right? Yep. Can we believe in God's goodness, particularly in, in the face of, difficulty in the face of challenges. Um, so it is perplexing on one hand, but on the other hand, I think, well, I think we should all probably be able to relate to that temptation to not trust God and temptation to want more. So Adam and Eve, obviously an ancient story. Uh, the Wall Street Journal thing yeah. I mentioned is a current story. There's a yeah. lot, there's a lot in between, uh, a ton in between. I mean, there were eras when, uh, and there are certain parts of the world, of course, where marriages are arranged. Um, And that's for, you know, financial security or to to consolidate power uh, or whatever that is. Um, uh, Today, we talk about marriage as in, you know, you have to marry your one true love or you have to find your soulmate or whatever it is. Um, So so talk about I don't know if you can even assess. I I don't mean to ask you to assess, but like marriage that's arranged or done for business purposes um, versus, you know, marriage that's done with affection in mind. Well, there was an interesting article in the past year. Um, I'm not going to remember the person's name who wrote it, but she talked about being in an arranged marriage. And she's someone who's younger than me. I think I believe she's in her 30s. And it was a really interesting piece. And it really challenged me because she talked about how her parents and her spouse's parents knew each other. They knew the two of them. And they really felt like that this would be a phenomenal uh, way for the two of them to spend their lives together. So obviously, for those of us in highly individualistic cultures like the United States, we bristle at that. We think like, oh my gosh, like that's archaic. But it is still working. It is still working for some people. And then there, I think that there's a level of connectedness to extended family that these folks have. I mean, obviously the ones where they're child brides or the, the girls have absolutely no choice in the matter. I think those are horrific, but I, I'm, I'm assuming we're not talking about that. Um, for arranged marriages that happen today where there is concern uh, that the parents bring to the table, where there is communication between the potential bride and the potential groom, they can work. And it's just a very different model for us, again, who are just so used to deciding on our own based on our feelings, largely, who it is that we're going to marry. Christopher and I don't actually believe that there's only one person out there in the world that we're supposed to marry, but we also believe that when we're married, we should feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I was watching football over the weekend, Dorothy, and and they're promoing a new show called The Farmer's Wife. And it's one of these Mm. reality shows where they're going out, I think, you know, somewhere in the the breadbasket of America looking to match couples, right, who are, you know, suited to each other to to live as farmer's wives, farmer, husband, and wife. But I, I, when I think about this, when I think about marriage, anybody who's been married for maybe a decade or more, you, you realize, you know, that the, the rose uh, often comes off the balloon, that the romance, yeah. you know, comes and goes. It tends to fade. But, you know, the idea of surrendering to yourself and the sacrifice of your wants and needs, your ego for the other person is paramount to successful marriage. And you talk about this often. I do. And there's a quote that I believe is in uh, this article from Mike Mason's book, The Mystery of Marriage, which I love. And he refers to marriage as an unrelenting guerrilla war against selfishness. Mm -hmm. And I just think he is spot on because there are so many times when 
we as spouses have to decide, like, who who am I really going to love in this moment, myself or my spouse? And not that those things have to be mutually exclusive, but if we're always choosing what we want and what we need and what makes us feel good, um, it's going to be pretty hard for the marriage to make it. There has to be an ongoing give and take, an ongoing sacrifice, obviously from both sides. If it's only one person who's doing it, that's not going to be a mutually fulfilling marriage. But I think that when we can make that decision ahead of time and make it every single day, because I mean, maybe I'm unusual, but I really do have to make the decision like who, how am I going to love my husband and what is that going to look like on a day to day basis? Yeah. So when you and your husband do marriage seminars and you meet with other couples, do you see a trend? I mean, you know, we have become such a selfish society. Does that show itself in, 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 you know, your your connection with married couples over the, the past decade or so that you've been doing a lot of this work? Well, I'll tell you what we are seeing. Um, You know, the presence of social media and the pull of social media is really, really affecting marriages. And I'll I'll try to splice that out quickly. I think one thing that we see is couples who routinely post only really happy vacation pictures. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing well and they all are so, 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 so happy are often the couples who are really struggling. And it's almost as if they're attempting to put out this persona of who they are, maybe for their own good, but, you know, maybe to convince other people, they're the ones who often have marriages that are struggling. Hmm. Another way that I think that social media is affecting us is it can make us very jealous. You know, we see these pictures of other people and we see photos of people on vacation in places that, you know, for us, we could never go. Um, and that that can create a discontent in us and a sense of the other person has it better than we do. Right. And I think that that could be really dangerous because we all struggle. We all have our issues. And if we're looking out at someone else and idealizing them, chances are we're going to feel less contentment in our own marriage, yeah. um, which will be harmful. But one of the things that I'm really grateful for to be a, a longtime member of his church is that you're surrounded by other couples, you know, right? younger couples, older couples. And, you know, you do get to know couples better, especially if you're part of a small yeah. group and you see people's struggles, you see people's triumphs and their failures as well. And I think a lot of people who don't belong to a church, you know, and they're just living, you know, through a social media lifestyle or, you know, through television or whatnot, you miss all that feed. And I think that's a really positive thing to have that as part of your life. I agree with you. And I would say that that's another danger coming out of COVID. You know, church attendance is down just across the United States. You know, people have realized, oh, I don't have to go to church. Church is optional. I can watch church from the comfort of my couch with my PJs on. Um, And to some extent, that's true. And for people who have physical disabilities or long-term health issues, that has been a phenomenal way for them to stay connected. But for the average person, we really do need to get out there and to be connecting with people on a regular basis, whether it's church on Sunday morning or, as you mentioned, John, like a house church Mm -hmm. or a home group during the week. Like if we don't allow other people into our lives, if we're not vulnerable with other people and speaking the truth to each other, I think that it's really, really hard to keep going. It's scary. It's scary, but it's necessary. Check out Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys by author Dorothy Littell Greco. Dorothy, always good to connect with you. Thank you. I always love being on the show. Thanks for having me. It's all truly our great pleasure. We'll take a, a quick break and uh, talk about... Um, National Pie Day coming up next. Pie. Pie talk. All right. That's next on The Ride Home. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? 
it's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. If you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866 806 2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field, and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Halgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. For National Pie Day, I took the uh, meta approach and decided to look countrywide. Countrywide. At if you were going to, if the average American was going to choose a pie, what would they choose for a day like today? Yeah. Um, this is the result of a nationwide poll by Schwann's Consumer Brands North America, the makers of the Mrs. Smith's brand of pie products. Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So um, all across the United States, people have weighed in, and the number one pie that Americans would choose is? Apple. Yes, mm-hmm. 47%. Because they know. The second pie people would choose is? Cherry. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. All right, yep. pumpkin. Right. And it goes down like this. It goes to chocolate cream mm. at 32%. Then cherry, then apple crumb, then pecan, 
lemon meringue, blueberry, key lime, and rounding out the top 10, peach at 16%. Peach. My wife, we, we did the peach truck this summer. Yeah, we did too. We made, oh, well, we did. My wife made several peach pies. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. On a dreary day like today. A peach, a peach pie would oh, cheer you up, wouldn't would it? it? Ever. Seriously. Okay, so uh, in anticipation of National Pie Day, 13 places to find perfect Pittsburgh pies. So now we go from meta to, mm-hmm. what's the opposite of meta? I don't know. Okay. How about, how about a local story? I'm local. Talking. Okay, yeah. Oakmont Bakery. Yeah. Of course, now, you know, we all know that they're making their um, uh, desserts. They they sell mini pies. Uh, they, they say that these little babies are the perfect size for solo pie eating. <laughs> Who doesn't want to? This is from uh, Next Pittsburgh. I'm picking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby Sinan has written this. Uh, solo pie. Oakmont Bakery. Sidecar next to Butter Joint. Uh, you, this is a place that you know, Kath. This is a place I know well, mm-hmm. and I the highly vinegar, recommend the vinegar pie. Vinegar. It's one of my favorite desserts I've ever had. This is like Grapes of Wrath. It, I'm telling right? you, Depression it sounds awful and tastes fabulous. Mm-hmm. Pie Bird in Lawrenceville. Mm, True so. pie fanatics know about the Pie of the Month Club, which offers a seasonal sweet pie every 30 days. Husband and wife team combine local ingredients with culinary expertise. Butler Street in Lawrenceville. Pie Bird. Mm -hmm. The Pie Place on the Highland Road in Bethel Park, from a variety of fruit fillings to cream pies. The South Hills Institution, the possibilities are sky high with flavors for any taste buds. I like to try that. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Pie Guy, Lou Butler, knows pie. All pies are made with local ingredients. Uh, Don't miss the seasonal flavors. This is a one-man operation, so be sure to check his blog, the Pie Blog, for weekly updates. The... um, he pops up at local farmers markets, Bloomfield Saturday Market in Bloomfield. Food Glorious Food is on Bryant Street in Highland Park. Okay, uh, open Wednesdays through th- Saturdays. It's like a, um, a hometown bakery when you walk by the front windows. Other buy other bakeries sell only whole pies. Here you can buy a slice of pie. Can you really? Mm-hmm. I'd have to buy two slices. One slice of pie. No, is it's enough. not enough. Cobbler World. Tarina Hicks has been perfecting her pie-making talents since she was 14. Her shop is inside the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. What? Yep. Uh, can't pass up citrus pies like key lime <laughs> and lemon meringue. Pies can be picked up Tuesday through Friday. Sorgal. Love sorgal. Sorgal orchards. Famous fruit pies. Pie purchasers have also the option to order half pies. Uh, that sounds good to me. Sorgal Orchard offers specially fruit-filled pies, also offers a few varieties with no sugar added. Wild Rise Bakery in the Homewood. How about that? Mini sweet potato or crumble oh. top apple pies <laughs> are a must for any gathering. Yeah, Bring yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Pub Chip Shop. It's a, a British place. Where's uh, that? Carson Street. Uh, Southside? Uh-huh. The Meat and Vegetable Pies. Are placed wrapped in a flaky crust. Listen, we haven't talked about that. Mm. We haven't talked about your turkey pot pie oh. or your chicken pot pie or your beef pie. Yeah, that sounds so good. Man, I love that. Anthos Bakery and Cafe in Shannon, PA. What's Shannon, PA? Greek spinach pie. Oh, you have, have you had some? Oh. Listen, I would mm. love that. Me, have you never had one? No. Oh, I used to live in a Greek neighborhood in New York City. Oh, my gosh. Spinach pies? Oh, 
Cristo's Mediterranean Grill on 6th Street downtown. They offer uh, spenadacos on the menu as well, plus baklava. Uh, the third-generation operation make you feel like you're eating in a Greek aisle. That's right by the bridge. Tomato Pie Cafe in Allison Park. Tomato Pie Cafe. Oh, that's North Park. Family-run restaurant, not your usual pizza. They have large slices of fresh tomato and basil pie. Mm-mm-mm. I want to. I'm going to stop someone. I know. And get a pie I have the way to get home. a pie. Happy Pie Day. Lovely, lovely. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Vestments.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has committed to holding talks with President Biden on raising the debt limit. After the White House said Friday the president was looking forward to meeting with McCarthy, the speaker tweeted, quote, President Biden, I accept your invitation to sit down and discuss a responsible debt ceiling increase to address irresponsible government spending. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said it's time for Congress to, in her words, do their duty and raise the debt limit. McCarthy is holding firm to a commitment he made to conservative elements in his own party to cut spending in order to win their votes to elect him speaker. Democrat Congressman Ruben Gallego announcing he will run for the Arizona Senate seat now held by independent Kirsten Sinema, setting up the possibility of a general election that could divide party support between the two incumbents. This is SRN News. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll begin in Naples, Italy where we can view breathtaking architecture, historical landmarks, and, of course, great art. We may even take a bus to the ruins of Pompeii. We'll actually be stepping into picturesque villages and iconic sites in several places where the Apostle Paul journeyed. And it'll be my privilege to teach the Bible every day so that we can get to know God better. Join Alistair Begg for a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? 
Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Mostly cloudy tonight and tomorrow. Tonight's low 27, tomorrow's high 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. A little snow late, accumulating a coating to an inch, low 29. Cloudy skies Wednesday with snow accumulating 1 to 2 inches, changing to rain in the morning, followed by a little rain in the afternoon. Storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches, the high 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along today. Monday edition. Andy Sheehan, he himself, long time at KDKA, mm-hmm. uh, broke a story, um, what's the date? What's today? He broke a story on the 20th. Today's the 23rd. So, over, so on Friday... Um, and the headline here uh, locally is North Catholic counselor who lost job after students get crystals from self-proclaimed witches believes she should not have been dismissed. Okay, wait. <laughs> I think we need to break that story down a little mm-hmm. bit. A former North Catholic high school employee. Are you reading from where? I'm free- reading from uh, Katie Kia's website. Okay. A former North Catholic high school employee finds herself at the center of a controversy over her inviting three self-proclaimed witches to talk to students at the high school. The counselor who was dismissed from her job admitted the beliefs of her invited guests run counter to Catholic teachings, but she said her dismissal was not in keeping with the church's messages of forgiveness. So Andy, uh, there's a, a, a video here of, of Andy sitting down and there's sort of a, a transcript on, on the website. And... Um, she brought witches into the Catholic high school. They say, uh, Andy Sheehan says, was that a judgment of error on your part? She said, she said, I should have had, no, so to be fair here, the woman who's responding for whatever reason remains to be, wants to be re- remaining anonymous. Okay. So she says, so Andy's transcript says, counselor. Counselor says, I should have had more conversations with them, specifically about the crystal situation. But again, it didn't ping for me something that would be such a big issue. The advisor, quote, said she invited the owners of Elemental Magic to discuss the process of starting a small business. But the women who also identifies Wiccans, a coven of witches who worship nature. The advisor was called to task by the school and the Catholic diocese after it was learned that they gifted the students crystals, which the Wiccans believe have special powers. Quote, I know that the aspect that was brought into our school is not appropriate for our school, says Michelle Peduto. Peduto is the diocese director of Catholic education. 
Um, she says, Michelle Peludo says, I'm not a theologian, but I'm a mom and I'm a Catholic mom. I'm a Catholic school administrator. I do understand what we have to have in our Catholic schools and what does not, what we, what does not fit in our Catholic schools. And this clearly did not. So, um, the counselor is now quoted as saying, I was led to believe this was kind of a big deal and a letter of warning would happen. I said, okay, fair. I get it. The employee was put on administrative leave while the diocese and the school investigated. In the meantime, the school sent an email to parents and guardians telling them to dispose of the crystals and advise them to say a prayer uh, to St. Michael the Archangel to cleanse their homes. The diocese won't comment on what action was taken next, but the employee said she got a letter calling her error egregious and asked her to resign. Um, it is egregious. It's just ridiculous. It, How could you it, no, work in a, a Catholic school it's a, and invite... It, right. Okay. So, okay. So what does that mean? That means that the counselor, you know, uh, Ms. Peduto said, who's she was a, a, a mom who was interviewed, you said for the piece, she said, I'm not a theologian, but I'm Catholic enough to know that this isn't a good thing. No, the Peduto is is part of the Catholic diocese. Oh, okay. But she's also a mom? Yes. Okay. So she says, I'm not a theologian, but I know enough to know that this isn't a good thing. Right. Well, the problem is that the counselor didn't have enough theological training to recognize that this was com- is completely incompatible. Well, how would you with think that, ca- that would... with Catholic with Catholic worldview? As part of you being hired to work in an institution, okay, don't so... you think that they would have to vet along those same lines? Yeah. This is what we believe. Do you believe this right. as well? Right. I mean, you uh, think that... apparently there was some kind of collapse between this is what we believe and what do you believe? Crystals. I mean, that's wacky. She, what she, what she brought? How many? Two Wiccans in? Three. Three Wiccans. And she brought them in. Absolutely crazy. Wait, the the funny thing is (laughs) that you bring them in to talk about small business. (laughs) 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 I mean, I get it. I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's a small business, all right. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh, that's. Now I talked about this before on the air, but I was in. I went to the University of Pittsburgh. I'm a, I love Pitt, big Pitt supporter, um, and uh, I still do all sorts of things with Pitt students. I was in the Pitt bookstore, which is a place you and I both loved I love for it. a long time. It was time, a great bookstore. Right? It's a really great bookstore. It's a shadow of itself now. So now this is about- it's a great bookstore. Almost exactly a year ago, I think. I think it was right after Christmas of, uh, right after the Christmas 2021. Uh, I went in to look for a gift- and I looked in, I was just, you know, wandering around as you would do yeah. in a bookstore. And I look in the astronomy section because I was always a big astronomy fan when I was a kid. I loved to look at books on astronomy. Mm-hmm. In the astronomy section, I have a photograph of it in my phone. Wiccanism for today. In the how astronomy? To, how to be a Wiccan. Uh, easy spells for a healthier life. Wait, so they this should have been in the astrology section. Now, this is a major right? university. Did they not know the difference between astronomy and astrology? Well, and they... and Wiccanism isn't necessarily astrology either. I mean, like, what are we talking about? But the fact that all of that ended up in the astronomy section, and I couldn't find a book on, like, the solar system. In the astronomy section? Because they were too busy. I mean... There were probably easily 30 books on Wiccanism. In the astronomy section? Yes. (laughs) 
Well, that's just a failure of education. Yes, it is. <laughs> Big time. Which, okay, also, but, which is the same with this counselor at North Catholic. It's a failure of education. Well, okay, so here's the deal. You put your child in a private school. For a reason. Right? You're paying for that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money to put your child into a private school. You're paying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars monthly to do that. Right. Now, you would think that the administration of said private school, whether it's, you know, a local Christian school on the street corner or the diocese would have said, this is our vetting process. Or how about like theology 101? Yeah. And yes. Take take a test here. I think and I think that's a fine. I think that's a great idea, right? actually. If you now, t- to be fair, and I'm being fair here, I'm sure it's very difficult to get teachers to teach in a private school. And I, I have great, I have huge respect for people who, because you could make a, a decent living, a good living as a public school teacher. Right, but it's but, much harder when you're a private school teacher. But if you're a person of faith and you wanna teach in a Christian school, said Catholic school, you're making a fraction of mm-hmm. what you would make mm-hmm. elsewhere. So I have great admiration for people, men and women, who give their best daily to do that. I mean, it's a surrender on the family finances. But you're a person of faith, so you're saying, I choose to teach here because I love and know Jesus. But there's a weird disconnect here, that's all. How could yeah. someone be so ignorant of the facts of their faith that they would think it's cool to invite witches in to talk about marketing, and then the witches the witches in their kindness, they thought it was like they were being generous. Here's a little crystal for you. Like, because you're spiritual people, we're going to pass that along to you. And everyone's like going, nodding their head that's going, a big that's miss. good. That's just a big miss. And then the diocese says, we suggest you say a prayer and dispose of your crystal. I, I feel like it's time for a meeting. Like, whoever got the crystals, and maybe this has happened. If it has happened, that would be great. I think it would be time for a meeting to bring people together and say, okay, here's what we believe about this. Yeah, let's talk this about this. This is not just a matter of say, because that sounds like, that sounds superstitious. Oh, we'll just say the right prayer right. and throw out your crystal away. It'll cleanse you. No, I think we have to understand what we're talking about. So let's all get together and let's talk about the Catholic Church's position on this. And then what happened so that we can all better understand what the problem with this story was. I don't think that's outrageous. It seems like it's common sense to me. That would be a good approach. I would think so. Wow. All right. All right. Well, from that to your weekly hymn, H-Y-M-N, that you might sing on a Sunday morning. Yes. Is there still a place for hymns in today's contemporary church? Oh, definitely. We're going to talk about that deeply with someone whose life's work is hymns. Next. 1.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Word FM listeners, in this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how One Stone, the cash-out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home has skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind. And the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. That's the Lady Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Halgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. What'd you say? What happens in your church on a Sunday morning, most likely you are singing a hymn or hymns. I think a lot of people aren't singing hymns. Probably not. Maybe so in more contemporary times, right? There's a a rise of contemporary Christian music. I, I love the old hymns, and I'm curious about those who are engaged in hymns and the Hymn Society exists to talk about that, to engage and equip. Joining us from the Hymn Society, the, the director for the Center for Congregational Song is Brian Henn. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. It's great to be here. Our pleasure. Brian, for people who are listening to the program who think, I don't even know what that word means, hymn, H-Y-M-N, uh, <laughs> talk about how you define it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's something we argue about within our within the hymn society because um, <clears throat> some people would say, like, anything we sing in church. Mm. 
And that's how a lot of people use the word, right? When they let's sing a hymn, they just mean song of praise to God, right? Um, then there are other people that kind of into the nitty gritty of uh, a hymn is like a, a a text. It's not the music. It's just the text. It's a, a, a strophic text designed to be sung in church, but has the same meter. You know, it's a very specific kind of poetry. And then everything in between. I like something we sing in praise to God. So it's very, very broad. Very broad. That's good. Okay, so Brian, talk about you and the Hymn Society and your involvement, someone whose livelihood is connected with hymns. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really lucky because, um, you know, I have a very kind of niche job. Um, I'm the director of the Center for Congregational Song, and uh, what that means is I get to, uh, I get to live and breathe uh, hymns and singing um, as as my full time profession. Um, so what I do for the Hymn Society, I'm one of two full time staff members. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization, so we have members across the world. Um, and we have sister organizations across the world as well. But most of our members are in the U.S. and Canada, and uh, they're church musicians, they're songwriters, they're pastors, they're professors of church music and liturgy. Um, and we're also ecumenical. Uh, so what that means is, like, my week-to-week, I may be on a phone call with uh, a Baptist organization, and then I'll be doing a workshop for a Lutheran church, and then I may be uh, on a call with some Roman Catholics the next day. You know, so I, I really have the game when it comes to all the different uh, denominations within Christianity. Fabulous. Brian, what do you think about the worship wars? Which is some people who, you know, I oh, I don't like I don't like old hymns or I don't like creeds. You yeah. know, I only like contemporary music or people that say, uh, I don't like contemporary music. You know, contemporary music is horrible. It's, you know, Jesus is my boyfriend songs. Um, we should sing something good like Holy, Holy, Holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a I have a webinar that I call Thanks, but Thanks 1990s because, um, you know, the 1990s kind of heard the worship wars or, you know, that's what it's called. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. First of all, it's a dichotomy, right? It's like either this or that. And the music of the church has always been bigger. Um, Ever since the beginning, the church has been singing in a variety of ways for a variety of reasons. Um, And they've pretty much been arguing about that as well. Um, Every every generation, uh, every generation of the church creates their own song. Right, their own stanza of the great hymn of the church, if you will. Um, so it's really important that we have people writing hymns and songs for the church now, mm-hmm. but they are inheriting a legacy of doing that from every generation that came before them. Um, you know, Jesus sang a hymn when they were leaving the the Last Supper. It says, and they sang a hymn. Right, so Jesus sang praises to God through this thing we call hymns or songs or psalms. Um, And and ever since then, the church has been singing. I can point, at at any point in history, I can point to some really terrible music that the church was doing. So the fact that we're creating really bad music today in the church is not unique. But what happens is, you know, a hundred years from now, the church will only be singing the songs that we're writing today that, that really speak to something deep and and capital T true 
uh, the rest of it will fall away. Yeah. And that's what we have in the great hymns of the church, right? We sing, great is thy faithfulness, or come thou fount of every blessing. We don't sing the 1,000 other hymns that were written around that same those same times, because they're just not as good. Right. Brian, is there, have you... Um, done a ranking of like, you know, we all, we all like lists, right? Is there a ranking of, you know, the 100 greatest hymns that you're akin to? You know, there, there's various lists that people have made. Uh, we, a couple of years ago, just for fun, the hymns ran a contest called like the greatest hymn of all time. And mm. uh, had like a, like a sweet 16 bracket, you know, like yeah. The, yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was, it was kind of tongue in cheek. It was for fun. Um, <clears throat> holy, holy, holy one. Just, you know, I know it. Yeah, right. It's such a good hymn. Um, but uh, I, I think one of the most interesting lists that I've seen is on hymnary.org, hmm. which is uh, the largest online database of hymns and hymnals that is available in the world. And they have a list, can sort their, the hymns in their database, uh, which I, is just thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Um, you can sort them by how many hymnals they've appeared in. Really? And so you can, yeah, yeah. Go to hymnary.org, H-Y-M-N-A-R-Y.org. It's a it's an organization based out of Calvin College. We helped, we and we continue to help support them, um, even though they're an independent organization from us. Uh, we we are very very much connected. They do wonderful work, and you can play around with all the sorting features and get all sorts of interesting information. Yeah, the other cool thing about that website. Uh, Brian, that I enjoy is that you can find out information about the songwriter. Um, and, exactly. you know, so it just gives you a greater understanding of the hymn and where it came from and what was going on. And yeah, so I appreciate that website. We're talking about um, hymns with Brian Henn, director of the Center for Congregational Song. Uh, Brian, for people who um, have decided that hymns are out, uh, and we would say, and by hymn and this definition, I would say like a classic hymn, like a holy, 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 or great is thy faithfulness, or be still my soul, or something like that. They they only want something contemporary. Um, what would you say they're missing out on in their worship? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I hope so, that the the songwriters that are creating the things they do like to sing most likely cut their teeth and learn the craft of writing songs by studying those old hymns. Um, they, they, they didn't just all of a sudden start creating songs out of nowhere and, and have them show up on the CCLI Top 100. Um, a lot of these folks, most of these folks, I hope all of those folks um, are studying the hymns of the past. Um, but what they're missing out on is the, the witness of the, the witness of the saints of the past. When we use uh, liturgies, hymns, anything from the church uh, in the past, what we're doing is we're we're giving we're giving them voice again. We're giving them an opportunity to continue to teach us as we journey forward. Um, that's what we do when we read the Bible, right? We, we read all these stories about Jesus and the disciples and Paul and his journeys and all the Old Testament stories, and, and what we're doing every time we read the Bible is we're learning from being inspired by those people of the past who are just trying their best to seek God, right? Mm -hmm. So hymns are the same way. You know, it's a, it's a witness of the past. 
and there's some beautiful poetry and beautiful language, beautiful theology um, that deserves to to continue to have voice. Fabulous. I, I oftentimes, you know, whenever I'm like uh, on Spotify or, you know, streaming, I often try to find, you know, like a, a, a subsection of, I like, you know, type in hymns or classical hymns. I want to, I want to stream that. And, and, and to be honest, it always comes up short. I mean, it's, it's just, there's nothing there. Uh, is there a repository, Brian, that, you know, you can go online and, and listen to hymns? No, no, there's not. Hmm. There, there, of course, there are individual CDs and various productions that, that have created some beautiful recordings of hymns, but they are few and far between. Um, it's one of the things that I constantly lament. I'm, I'm with you. You know, you search for it, it comes okay. up short. Yeah. Um, one of the recordings I sent you here a, a little piece of uh, comes from a CD called 42 Treasured Favorites from the African American Heritage Hymnal. Okay. There's there's two volumes of that actually, and it recordings of that are some of the best ever heard. It's by the Morgan State University Choir. Interesting. So shout out to Morgan State here in Baltimore, and um, and Jimmy Abington, who is one of the foremost scholars in hymnology, um, conducted them, and the songs are just wonderful. And it's a lot of the great hymns of the faith. Um, so I encourage you to look up that that CD. 42 treasured favorites from the African-American heritage. Um, but yeah, it's a problem. We need more people like really good sound, like creating awesome recordings and mixes uh, of, of hymns. Fabulous. Well, Brian, thanks. Uh, a very brief visit, but to raise the awareness about the hymn society and the work that you're doing for congregational song, a uh, hundred years from now, th- those songs that uh, you're producing and helping to engage with, they're still going to be here. We're grateful for that and for your work on that behalf. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Brian Him from the Hymn Society. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800 800- 900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit Rayma Christian School 
www.bachmanroofingandsolar.org. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Mostly cloudy tonight and tomorrow. Tonight's low 27, tomorrow's high 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. A little snow late, accumulating a coating to an inch, low 29. Cloudy skies Wednesday with snow accumulating one to two inches, changing to rain in the morning, followed by a little rain in the afternoon. Storm total snowfall one to three inches, the high 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Rewatching TV shows. You've already seen them. You know what happens. But you're going to sit down and hit play again. I rarely do that, especially in this age of streaming where there's such abundance. But I get it 100% because it's like an old friend. It is. And you go, Yes. Man, remember when? Yes. And you check that, and yes. that, and that's it's like a memory. Yes, that goes on and on and on. So I get that, especially if you've shared it with somebody else, mm-hmm. like you shared it with your kids, your spouse, your right. parents. Yeah, remember when we used to watch this? Yeah, oh, man, Phineas and Ferb. I go back and watch Phineas and Ferb, and it's like <laughs> I get all emotional. I get I all choked up. I'm like, where's my seven year old <laughs> sitting next to me? That's you know, right. now they're 25. You know, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, but. You can see why I don't want to do it that much. It's just you don't want to waste your time. There's so much. There's so right. much good stuff out there. However, when it comes right down to it, John, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I watch movies over again, right? Mm-hmm. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of television, does this make sense? Football. I spent a lot of time this weekend watching football. Uh huh. And people are just brutalized. Mm-hmm. And they were talking during one of the games about, you know, guys who have been retired 20, 30. One guy's going, my buddy can't walk anymore. He's 50. I mean, it's a meat grinder what goes on out there. At the same time, our appetite is insatiable. We as a country 
you can see we love football. That's the greatest game. That's such a great game. I mean, it is, but it's so incredibly brutal. I know. I want to, like, you know, I want to be, like, high-minded and dislike it and go, no, the sacrifice for these people is far, far, far too much. At the same time, Sunday at 1 o'clock, especially when the Steelers are playing, count me in. I'm right. there 100%. I know. I know. Me too. So there's a sickness there. They're, they're, they're... We sacrifice people. Okay, but here, here's the thing. They're also making... Uh, much, much greater than the average salary. They in America. are. I get that, right? So it, it's also, not. This isn't the Coliseum here. No, but they're also driving around in little motorized scooters when they're forty-five years, because right. their spines have been shattered yep. or their yep. fingers right. and legs. Right. Have been I know. Pummeled. I know. I think about that too. But I, I just, I had a. I know. It's I had a good game. weekend watching right? football. I know, and I loved it. I really did. At the same time, I'm always happy to go to see the Pirates play and think, you know, when you're a retired ball player, you live you, a lot longer. Exactly. I don't know. If you had a kid, you wanted to be a baseball player it's more very than complex. you wanted to be a Okay, speaking player. of rewinds, have you ever like rewound and watched a uh, steal a Super Bowl? <laughs> 30 different times. <laughs> of course. Makes sense. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1 800 936 5496. Can you repeat that? 1 800 936 5496. That's 1 800 936 5496. Volunteering on a three-day retreat with Kairos Prison Ministry is like having a front-row seat to a miracle. Through the friendship and love of Kairos volunteers, the lives of the incarcerated and their families are forever changed. Yours will be too. Teams are assembling now for retreats to SCI Green and Fayette with training to begin January 28th. Whether you serve inside, outside, or in support, if you have a heart for inmates, this is your opportunity. Click the Word FM logo today at kairospa.org. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. A new year has begun, and the teachers, parents, staff, and students at Eden Christian Academy are excited for what lies ahead. 
Because every day at Eden is a day for new beginnings, filled with new opportunities, new possibilities to explore and learn new things about God, ourselves, and our world. May your new year be filled with the hope and promise of new possibilities in God who makes all things new. A message from your friends at Eden Christian Academy at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Science fiction is now fact. We've been told this for, well, if not a century, certainly decades and decades, about the rise of robotics and more recently the rise of what is known as artificial intelligence. And we've AI. all seen and we've all seen Terminator. Yeah. Or Lost in Space. I mean, you know, you it's thrilling in one hand, fascinating, but also terrifying. That AI, I mean, just anytime you look at the news stories. Now, last week, people were talking about chat GPT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, already students are using chat GPT to write papers in school. And school administrators see this and they're flagging this and going, there's no way you wrote this. We can see from the syntax that clearly this is, you know. Doesn't sound like you. Artificial intelligence here. So this is coming, whether we like it or not. I mean, when you're online and sometimes you click like a news article that's being read to you, it's not a, a real person. The the rise of I've never done that. Haven't you? Uh-uh. you have Is you, it just a computer voice? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that will people who make their that. living doing voiceover that. I work. I absolutely hate that. That's going to go away. Voiceover talent's going to go away. Voiceover talent will never go away. That's my theory. That's my theory because of the complexity and the, texture of it. Because the sound. It's like we thought books would go away when like the Kobo and the Kindle came out. Yeah. But there's a huge difference between sitting down with a page and sitting down with an electronic reader. I'm not saying that they both don't have their place because if I'm going on a trip around the world, I'm not going to be taking, you know, 18 hardbacks with me. But the technology is going to improve. But the technology's there. But I mean, you're, books you're haven't, listening... But here's the thing. Books haven't gone away. No. But right? you're listening to Bono. Uh, right, I'm listening to Bono on uh, his new surrender book on Audible. Hearing him, hearing him tell, tell the story. story is a little different than Siri telling his story. Right, but these are the early days. It is. You're right. Right. Uh, my fear is that you know, the creativity will be vanquished yeah, by AI. I know. Right. I that we'll be that watching yeah. actors who are not real people acting in dramas that were not written by real right. people. Okay. All right, so let me tell you this story. Yeah. Are you ready? A New York rabbi shocked his congregation by delivering a sermon and informing them that the entire text was written by AI. Okay, um, this is reading from the Daily Mail. Uh, this is Rabbi Josh Franklin, who leads the Jewish Center of the Hamptons in East Hampton. He uploaded the sermon onto his website and on January 1st. He spoke for five minutes. He quoted the Torah. He quoted, uh, he talked about Joseph's forgiveness, the eventual saving of the Israelites, and uh, talked about the importance of being open and vulnerable, and used references to author Brene Brown and concluded with a prayer. At the end of the sermon, he asks if anyone in the congregation can guess who wrote it. Some guessed it was his dad, who was a rabbi also. Mm-hmm. Um, someone suggested it was the head of the, of the United Synagogue, uh, which is the largest synagogue body in the U.K., but then the rabbi says, no, you're all wrong. It was written by ChatGPT, which is the same thing AI. that you brought up, right? 
He said that in his prompt, he put in a sermon of about a thousand words with the idea of intimacy and vulnerability and quote Brene Brown. And that's what came out. He said, and everybody was laughing and clapping. He said, you're clapping, but I'm afraid. He said, I thought truck drivers were going to go long before the rabbi in terms of losing our positions to AI. He said, this could wipe out 375 million jobs in a decade. He said, I can't love it because it can't love. It can't show compassion. It can't connect with the community. He said, what we're really doing here in this room is forming relationships. I don't think chat GPT or any kind of AI is going to replace us, but it will push us. It'll force us to evolve in what we do and what we do best. So that's a, that's a crazy story. And here it is. This is just the very beginning of artificial intelligence. I mean, him to say 375 million people will be displaced. So what are those jobs that won't be dis- displaced by AI? Oh, he's, he's talking about people in radio and probably talking about people who do voiceovers and people who do audio books and all that sort of thing. Well, look at the medical community. I mean, yeah, how that much too. of that? I that, hadn't even thought of that. That's all going to disappear, right? I mean, if you so you having a kid right now, you go, be a plumber because a robot's not going to take over the plumbing job or be a woodworker, right? A, a specialty niche kind of thing. Because what's going to happen that all of us, we will be deemed unnecessary by AI. The fusion of man and machine together. I mean, you know, the futurists are saying it's here and the fusion of those two things will change humanity. Mm-hmm. The, the wedding of our flesh with a robotic brain, what will that look like? How will that change the universe? Mm-hmm. And where is God in this? I think... Okay, I want to believe this. And I think it's I think it's true. <laughs> but of course these are this is a brave new world. But I can't imagine that any machine is going to be able to replace a person with the who's in the image of God. I just don't think mechanically technologically it's going to be possible. Believe me, I I know not of what I speak, clearly. But I, there's just something in me which resists believing that at a certain point there is there is never going to be that type of replication. Do you think? I have no idea. But I, I do know Don't that... you have to believe that, though? Don't you think? Yes, of course. That we are made in the image of God, and God is not am a I machine. Just, am I just whistling in the dark? No, that? no, no. But, but you know, you you look back at like you know, a hundred years or two hundred years ago. Was it a hundred years ago? Someone said, "Well, I guess we've invented just about everything that needs to be invented," or I guess this is far as technology is going to go. We are so naive to think that there will be an end or a a closure to creativity. And especially with AI, because once AI is out of the proverbial Pandora's box, it will replicate, replicate, replicate. It'll create things that we can't even imagine right now. And it's going to happen fast. So 25 years from now, I, I do believe this, that the world will be totally different because of AI than mm-hmm. what we envision it as it is now. Well, computers have cho- totally you, – you could you could have said the same thing 100 years ago. You said that when the computer – comes into rapid use, it's going to make everything different. As it has. And it has made a lot of things different. But it's not like 
it has revolutionized how we live. But it has not changed humans. But there's something about a machine thinking on its own, which is going to happen. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which once that spark of consciousness, whatever you want to, however you want to envision it's not, that. It's not the God image, though. So I just can't buy into the fact that it's that a human is replaceable. I don't think a human is replaceable, but I do believe that there will be soon and very soon this melding of the two together. And then once there's the melding of the two, then there could be a separation of the machine itself. Again, we've all seen Terminator. Exactly. (laughs) And I I don't know if it's to be feared, but it's certainly going to be. Well, the rabbi is certainly afraid in the story I told well, maybe we should be afraid. I'll just quickly go back on that. Maybe we should be afraid because it's the possibility of the unknown of creativity that's unleashed. That's all. It's unleashed. If 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 administrators in school districts now are worried about, you know, faking a, a term paper, and what's going to happen fifty years, a hundred years down the road? I don't know. But that's for the that's for the next generation to the next generations. To come to grips with. I mean, and the there, nature of creativity, because that, yeah. uh, that's what I worry about more than uh, I worry. Well, like, listen, I, I'm stop if, it by if we could have known about the iPhone and what was going to happen, you want to talk about worrying about the death of creativity. But creativity still exists, it's in a different form because of the phone. Right. But it has made a huge segment of humans less creative. Because here's the deal because we're still in charge. Yeah. But there may be a point where we are no longer well, in okay, charge. Okay, but if you. If you were looking at trends of social media over the last five years, the question you would ask is, are we in charge? Because I don't think I think that's the problem that we're seeing is that we're really not in charge. Social media is a beast of its own. Right. But I'm saying in charge of. Control of right. It's just but the it's systems just, that are in well, place that we regulate. Well, well, think about how many systems when you get in an airplane are regulated by not computers by humans, already. By of computers course, yeah. already, right? I just I can't. Whatever the future holds, the truths of the universe that God has put in place will still reign. They're not changing. I mean, our kids who are now in their you know early twenties may look back on this their their early days with longing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With you know, I mean, we long. Yes. Of course, everyone longs for the past generation, right? Yes. Growing up. Yep. But I believe I truly do believe that what's about to happen is going to be so cataclysmic to humanity. Okay, but here's the thing. Everybody longs for their for things about their childhood. Everybody loves the sound of a okay, train not in the distance. Be, but not because their childhood was so great and because things were so great whenever we were a child. It's the fact that we weren't responsible. We had people around us who were responsible and we could go to bed at night and not have to because somebody was going to if there was a flood, somebody was going to fix yeah, it. My dad's there. Right. If my dad will take care of that. Right. My that's why we look back with such longing on the days of our childhood it's not because everything was great when i was born the year i was born and it's not because everything was great the year no, you were no, born no. what did you say the other day about um about death and the good place uh, oh quote. yeah i thought about that over the weekend yeah there's a really good quote the good place was a i think it was an abc produced sitcom that was out about five years ago Is it ted danson ted danson Kristen bell it's 
I thought it would be stupid and offensive, and it was neither. And it was very funny and thought-provoking. But one of the things Kristen Bell says, she's explaining to an angel in the show what it's like to be human. And she said, well, when you're human, no matter how happy you are, you're a little bit sad because you know you're going to die. After you told me that, I, I saw this in my son's life. I can't believe I saw this. I saw the moment mm-hmm. when he discovered the the notion of death. How old was he? Four. It stopped him cold in his tracks. I don't. I wish I would have had a transcript of how this. But what I remember is him pausing and a stillness about him as he tried to wrap his mind around. I'm not going to be here. You're not going to be here. It was a shocking moment in my life. Yeah. Things change. Things change. Life is short. We will soon be deeply replaceable. Mm -hmm. All of us. But if we believe that humans are created in the image of God, then nobody, not one single human being who's ever lived, is ever truly replaceable. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 940 6161. That's 1 800 940 6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1 800 940 6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Volunteering on a three-day retreat with Kairos Prison Ministry is like having a front row seat to a miracle. Through the friendship and love of Kairos volunteers, the lives of the incarcerated and their families are forever changed. Yours will be too. Teams are assembling now for retreats to SCI Green and Fayette with training to begin January 28th. Whether you serve inside, outside, or in support, if you have a heart for inmates, this is your opportunity. Click the Word FM logo today at kairospa.org. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same. But we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. 
Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field, and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more. Okay, well, speaking of AI, there's an article in today's PG. It's a CMU spinoff, and they've got a product called Moonwalkers, which are being billed as the world's fastest shoes. It allows people to walk at the speed of a run. Walking at the speed of a run means tooling around at about 7 miles per hour or about 250% faster than ordinary walking. Uh, This is going to hit the consumer market, apparently, in March of this year, and it's being produced here in the city's east end. Uh, Through AI, there's eight, eight wheels on the bottom of these shoes. Okay. And through AI, they're able to navigate cracks in the sidewalk, puddles, it slows down from a full run to a complete stop within three seconds. Can you imagine how many falls there are going to be? I don't know. I mean, can you picture wearing, like, so it's basically your shoes are propelled. Yes. Right. So it would be like rollerblades, kind of, if you if rollerblades were, had some propulsion. With they them. said the shoes weigh about a gallon of milk. Each of them? Yeah, but... Because of AI and because that of the, won't be cumbersome or anything. the speed, they, the combined weight of the shoes, which have been road tested on people from people age 15 to 70, is comparable to a gallon of milk. Once you start walking, that weight just disappears, said Joseph Yang, 26, Shift Robotics lead software engineer. Quote, if one of the shoes thinks you're going too fast, it communicates with the other and tells it to slow down. The software is embedded so everybody gets an individualized experience. They spend nothing on advertising because word of mouth and Wired Magazine says these are going to be, like, revolutionary. The sweet spot for Moonwalkers, over 600 pairs have been pre-ordered online, 1400 bucks a pair, are urban commuters who have to get to the office from the subway, bus stop, or parking areas. The real home run is in densely packed urban areas. Can you um, imagine how much these people will be hated? By the average walker. I love it. I love the idea. The shoes are easily removed and stowed in a backpack. That's the real value proposition. No way. How about people who have disabilities? You pop those things on and you're flying. But how are you? You you, you can't convince me that you're not, that people aren't falling all over the place. You know what it's like to put skates on. Imagine if your skates were propelled. They're saying this is not like skates. I love the idea of it. Believe me, I'm super excited by this. Come on. I am. Are you Come kidding me? On. I'm super excited get by that. Why are you excited by that? Why? Because so you can get places faster. Because of the mobility issues. Boom. You're going. You're flying. You're moving around. But at, at what cost? Well, first of all, it cost of $1,400. Exactly. But I just can't believe that regular people will be able to manipulate those in any sense. If they're going to market with these things, they've got to be road tested. Insurance has got to I- sign off on this stuff. Believe me. This makes sense. 
AI's here. All it's right. We just talked about the melding of man All and machine. Right. Here it is. It's the very beginning right, of it. I'll try to keep an open mind. All right. Okay. Anyway, AI's not going to replace your prayer life. No. Say your prayers. <laughs> Say your prayers. Thanks for being with us. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.